I'm Dr. Tracy Marks, board-certified psychiatrist, and I believe mental health does not have to be a mystery. So I create educational videos on mental health issues and self-improvement. Learn more at markspsychiatry.com and visit my YouTube channel by simply searching Tracy Marks on YouTube. Now to today's topic. Can you stop your bipolar medication? That's what I'm gonna talk about today. Today's topic is based on a viewer question from the B-Man, and he asks, Dr. Tracy, can you please do a video on stopping bipolar medication? Or can it even be possible to stop taking your bipolar medication? Thanks. Thanks, B-Man. And there were also two more requests for the same topic as well. Bipolar disorder is a serious mental illness that involves recurring episodes of depression and either hypomania or mania. It normally requires medication to treat the acute episodes as well as keep them from coming back once they resolve. But there are people who go periods of time without medication. So let's break that down. In a classical picture of bipolar disorder, the episodes alternate. You have an episode of depression that comes and then it goes, and how long the episode lasts depends on the individual. The average amount of time is six to nine months. Then this is followed by what we call the inter-episode period. This can last weeks for someone who's rapid cycling or months or even years before you have another episode. In this period, you're usually back to your regular functioning. The next episode would be mania or hypomania. The mania tends to last for weeks. It's hard to sustain mania for very long, but you can have a buildup of increasing energy and goal-directed activity that lasts for weeks before you actually go into hyperdrive. Now, this is the classic picture. Not everyone is classic. In 2007, the National Institute of Mental Health published a study called the STEP-BD study, where they followed people with bipolar disorder in an outpatient setting to see what treatments seem to work best. That study showed that only 58% of people with bipolar disorder types 1 and 2 fully recovered. That is the majority, but that's not everyone. It also showed that 49% of those people had another episode within two years, and twice as many of those episodes were depression. With bipolar 2 disorder, we've seen that over time, people tend to have more and longer depressive episodes than they do the hypomania. So how can we use this information to answer the question about getting off medication? Well, if you're someone who fully recovers in between episodes and your episodes are separated by years, then you may be able to manage without medication until the next episode comes. The key here is recognizing when the next episode is coming. With mania, it can just slip up on you quickly. Often people don't seek help during the mania, especially hypomania, because it can feel good. Or you could have the irritable form of hypomania where you just figure you're going through a bad patch right now and it'll pass. The danger of watching and waiting is once you've sunk into a depression or escalated into mania, it's harder to get things under control. We can do it with medication, but it's much easier to tweak what you're already on if you have a relapse on medication. But if you're off meds, the process of onboarding with a new medication regimen takes more time. 
And if your doctor tries to do a fast taper upward, we call that a titration, where you increase the dose stepwise to get to a therapeutic dose, you can get more side effects like sedation or, or feeling like a zombie. Also, if you go too long without meds while you're having an episode, the period of time you spend in those episodes without treatment makes future episodes harder to treat. It's called the kindling effect. Let me say that again. Going long stretches of time in an episode without treatment has the cumulative effect of making your future episodes less responsive to the medications. This may play into the concept of treatment-resistant depression. So am I saying that you can't treat bipolar disorder with therapy and no medication? Yes, actually, I am saying that. There's been bunches of studies on this. Psychotherapy can be a good addition to treatment, but it's not been shown to be effective as an only treatment. And in the studies, they'll use the term monotherapy to mean only treatment. One thing therapy can be helpful for is in delaying the onset of future episodes. So this can be useful if you're trying to stay off medication in your inter-episode period. A therapy developed for bipolar disorder is called interpersonal and social rhythm therapy. This therapy focuses on the problems in your relationships and helps you establish regular daily routines. Mania tends to be more destructive interpersonally. In the manic state, the person can do all kinds of things that hurt them or others, like having affairs, run up credit cards, ruin business deals, embarrass themselves at work or school because they're acting bizarrely and scaring people. In contrast, depression tends to be more of a silent personal pain that others don't necessarily see. The person who lives with you may see how dysfunctional you are, but they still may not appreciate the depth of despair and darkness that you feel. So interpersonal therapy focuses on the problematic areas in your life that involve how you relate to other people in your environment. In the therapy, the therapist would help you identify some of these problems and help you troubleshoot solutions. As for the social rhythm part of the therapy, mood disorders, especially bipolar disorder, are very sensitive to changes in your body clock and overall body homeostasis, which you can think of as your body's overall rhythm. Early signs of a manic episode approaching is the decreased need for sleep. With social rhythm therapy, you keep close track of certain daily routines like when you wake up and when you go to bed and when you eat your meals. And it's been shown that people who keep a schedule with these things and they don't vary it very much, they recover faster during an episode and lengthen the time in between episodes. That's kind of a big deal. Let me say it again. Following a daily routine helps you recover faster and lengthens the time in between episodes. Now, I realize your schedule may not always be entirely under your control, but if you can adjust your life so that you can keep a regular sleeping and eating hours, you can do better overall with your bipolar disorder. This doesn't mean you have to eat three meals a day. However many meals you eat in a day, they just need to be regular. People using this therapy will sometimes use the social rhythm metric to track your activities. There's a longer version of it, which is 17 items, and then there's a shorter one that's five items. For the SRM5, the items that are tracked are the times that you get out of bed, have your first contact with another person, start work, housework, or volunteer activities, have dinner, and go to bed. 
If you use that metric, you would track the times for these activities over two weeks. The goal is to keep them as constant as you can. Last thing just to be complete. I mentioned earlier that in the STEP BD study, they showed that only 58% of people have a full recovery in between episodes. So what about that other 46%? Those are people who get better from their episodes, but they still have some lingering symptoms. So they're better, but they're not quite right. If that's you, it's not a good idea to stop your medication if you're not at 100%. So getting back to the original question, can people with bipolar disorder stop taking medication? My answer is, some people can for a while, but for the best treatment and best chance that your condition won't get worse over time, you probably shouldn't stop your medication. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to submit ideas for shows, check out our website at arslongamedia, and that's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media, or send an email to info at arslonga.media. This podcast is for educational purposes only and not intended for medical advice. Ars Longa, Vita Brevis.